Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you. I heard Dean say I'm singing the second song. That is not what's happening today. Um, so this is what happens when you let the worship pastor speak, is everything goes crazy. So it's going to be a little bit different format for you this morning. So if, you're, if change is hard for you, it's going to be a difficult morning. Sorry. I did make sure, though, that John took off the, uh, the symbols on his knees and the horn to honk. Um, he's got a lot of stuff going on up here. Um, but, uh, yeah, John is speaking today uh, for Steve. And now I'm going to invite Brooks up. We had uh, the Haiti team gone this past 10 days, yeah. and he's going to give us a little bit of an update. Thanks, Shannon. Hey, uh, if you don't know me, I'm Brooks. I'm the youth pastor, and for the last, uh, well, not, not quite the last 10 days, but a while ago, over 10 days, uh, we had a team down in Haiti of high school students, and many of you guys supported us financially and through prayers. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a quick update. This will not do it justice because we had a phenomenal week, but I just want to throw some pictures up while I talk. Uh, we were down uh, in Haiti for 10 days and, like I said, doing a lot of great stuff. Um, we did relational ministry was probably the biggest thing that we did. We, uh, we went on prayer walks uh, where we prayed for people in the community. We went to the orphanage. I uh, see some pictures there of the orphanage where kids just wanted to be held. So uh, we, we slept outside because it was too hot to sleep inside. Uh, it was, we just had a, a great time of exhaustion and also of, of great ministry. I think one of uh, the highlights for me, I'll just share real quick, was with these prayer walks. We'd go out in the neighborhoods and we would pray for people that uh, wanted, uh, wanted prayer, and we'd kind of ask through translator, kind of get to know him a little bit. And, uh, you know, this was kind of new for, I think, for a lot of our team, a lot of the students that went uh, praying for people. Um, but there were, through, the, through that ministry, there were six Haitians that came to know Christ, uh, which was very cool. And, yeah, you can applaud for that. And what's cooler, what I, what I loved about that is, not only did we, uh, not only did we lead or get to see some people come to Christ and and help that through trans uh, through translator, but we were partnering with a church down there, and uh, we uh, saw <laughs> even like Carson's hair. Um, we saw some of those people that we had led to Christ show up in church later that week. So that it wasn't like we were going down and and. Uh, showing up for for a, t a time and then leaving and who knows what the fruit will be but we actually saw some of these people that we met in the community show up at church um, later that week so getting plugged into a local church and uh, I'll just it's a takeaway that I think everybody on the trip can can walk away with is you can be thankful that um, we're not in a, a Haitian church because one you'd be really sweaty right now and <laughs> You know, church service like would just be getting started, and like we're, we still have like three hours to go. So uh, that's that was the kind of church service that we went through uh, down there. But it was it was a great great time. Thank you so much for the prayers. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, I would encourage you. I know summer is crazy. People have gone all different directions. Even some of the team members aren't even in town anymore. But if you see one of the high school students or or uh, uh, sorry Joan and Sandy, uh, uh, kind of ask them how the trip went. 
and maybe ask to see uh, one of the 1,500 photos that we got, <laughs> that guy put, put up on the Google Drive. Um, so thank you so much for, the, for your prayers and support. Um, really, we have so many stories. Ask, uh, ask us uh, to tell you some stories, and we would love to share. Steve asked that I would share my story of uh, faith with you uh, this morning, and so by God's grace, we'll do that. Um, let's just start with prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this incredible opportunity. Um, Lord, you know <laughs> my nerves. I've, I've never uh, spoken for this long before, but um, God, more than my desire to, to sound great and um, make people laugh and um, just share some great insights, Lord, would you be would you be honored and, and would uh, you help through your spirit um, teach us what you want to teach us this morning? It's your name. Amen. <clears throat> All right. So I, I grew up in Olympia, Washington, as some of you may know. It's the home of the state capitol, um, home of Evergreen State College, tree-hugging hippies, <laughs> and also the former stopping grounds of um, punk rocker Kurt Cobain. So uh Olympia is just uh, full of sugar and spice and everything nice. Um, and uh, between that, I was also raised as a pastor's kid. So just like Katy Perry and uh, Marvin Gaye and, and Joel Osteen, I'm just destined to be a man of outstandingly great character. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you caught my sarcasm in that. Um, but, but really, I, I was blessed to be born into a, uh, a solid family. Uh, my apologies to those. Who, uh, never mind. Um, <coughs> they're, they're great people. Um, but I, really, I've, I've been blessed to be born into a solid family. Um, and I have two of the most incredible people as parents. But I have to tell you that my sister, Lauren, who's four years older than me, um, from a very young age, tried to have me exiled from the family. Um, my parents brought me home from the hospital. And as most infants do, I was just crying uncontrollably. And uh, my sister, I, I was... I was a happy baby too, but uh, in this instance, I was crying uncontrollably, and my sister had this epiphany. She said, I know, let's, let's take him back to the hospital and exchange him for another one. <laughs> so only my therapist knows the, the trauma that I faced in my tender infancy. Uh, but on a more serious note, I, I'm grateful uh, to, be ha- to be raised in a, a Christian family, and from my earliest memory, I was, I was taught about Jesus and the gospel, um, and I, I remember... Uh, my dad relating to me that that faith is like um, sitting in a chair with the confidence that the chair was capable of of holding him up and uh, if you've seen a man of his stature that's saying a lot I'm just joking he's not even here to defend himself that's that's okay because I'm looking more and more like him every day Um, but I I accepted Christ as my savior at a a very young age it was after a a salty crusade at uh, St. Martin's College anybody remember salty the songbook all right, good, good, yeah. So it was after that, um, I went home, and I went into the bathroom of all places, and I remember it was there that I, I accepted Jesus as my Savior, and it was like approaching the heavenly throne from the porcelain one. Uh, but of course it wasn't, of course it wasn't later uh, that I really began to learn what it meant to have a relationship and, and follow Jesus. And I'm, I'm thankful to be that I was raised uh, in a church that taught the Bible and, and really gave me more resources than I can probably fully appreciate uh, for my faith um, at Westwood Baptist. And it's, it's fun seeing um, old faces from Westwood, um, the Schultz family and the Shire family here at Northview. That's, that's pretty great. But along with um, the exposure I had in church, uh, God also used uh, experiences and, and challenges and um, influential people 
in my life uh, to shape me into the man that I am and the man that I'm becoming. And uh, one of those things, um, one of those situations was uh, just health challenges growing up. Um, my, my sister uh, was uh, diagnosed with childhood onset uh, epilepsy, and so that was a little different. Um, uh, w- walking through that with her, and fortunately she out- has outgrown that. Um, and uh, I remember also, I think it was when I was in first, first grade, she was in fifth grade, she came home complaining about her hip, and um, my parents took her to the doctor, and the doctor said, we need to operate on her now. If we don't operate now, she may never walk again. Um, but fortunately, uh, so that, that night they operated on her, and, and fortunately she's still walking today. Um, and then my dad had a bout with cancer and, uh, in middle school, and um, I just remember th- um, just the fear of, of losing him. And even in middle school, I was just aware of our finances. I mean, health expenses are, are crazy. So um, I was even fearful about our family's finances, of all things. Um, but at the age seven, um, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Um, it's an autoimmune disease. I don't know if you've heard of Crohn's. It's pretty similar. Um, and for the next three years, um, my, my disease outran everything that the world of gastroenterology really knew to do. So at the age of 10, I underwent what's called a radical colectomy where they removed my large intestine, my colon. Um, and so uh, this, of course, introduced a new set of fears. Here's a picture of me with my surgeon. Uh, and he, he was like one of the best in the nation, and he said uh, my procedure was one of the best that he did, so that was comforting. But, but uh, th- this, it, it, set, uh, it gave me a new set of fears for the future, but it also became an occasion for God to demonstrate his incredible faithfulness and, um, and his love to me through, through the kindness of family and friends. <coughs> and I remember uh, growing up, I loved baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport. I played um, basketball and football, but baseball definitely was my favorite. Uh, here's, here's a picture of me and my mom, too, uh, during that time. Um, yeah, baseball's my favorite. And uh, just a few days before my procedure, I was on an all-star Little League team, and I remember making the last three outs. And um, after the game, the coach's wife made a cake uh, just to honor uh, me being gone for the championship game. Um, but I was the only kid that couldn't eat the darn cake. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I appreciated the gesture. Um, uh, and I really, want, like I said, I really want to be a part of that that championship game, so I did what I could, and I, I just wore my jersey into the procedure. And then um, shortly after that, uh, the team went on to win the championship. And these are 10-year-olds, so uh, they made the trek all the way up from Olympia to uh, Redmond at Group Health, and that, that was incredible. And so, why am I such a crybaby? I didn't get any sleep last night. So, <coughs> um, but, but that visit, um, had, still to this day, has a great impact on, on my life and <clears throat> those experiences taught taught me just how important it is um, to be a part of God's family. I experienced love and support from God's family in ways that I otherwise wouldn't have experienced and even people saying things as simple as, hey, have you, have you been? I've been praying for you. I heard you had this such and such treatment. How's that going? Um, and, and people visiting me in the hospital, people uh, making trips, making uh, meals for my family and sacrificing in that way. Um, it, I'll just remember being grateful for that incredible support, and um, and and even my parents making making sacrifices. Uh, I remember on one occasion too. I, I went to the ER. This was in middle school, and Ken Stormans. He's an elder at, at Westwood, and he's kind of like a gra- grandpa to me. Call him grandpa, anyways. Um, but 
they had to rush me to the ER because I was having stomach pain. They almost had to cut me open. Um, but, but he came at 1 in the morning. This is like a really busy guy, too. He has two grocery stores. Uh, and he came at 1 in the morning to comfort. And his, I just remember that was a comfort. And the next day, um, he also took my dad to and from radiation because he couldn't, um, couldn't drive. And so um, just, just incredible sacrifice there. And uh, as others who, who live with, with chronic illness can attest, um, it's, it, living with this disease, it's something that I can't control. And so it's caused me to, to really understand my dependency on God. And, um, and ultimately, God has proven to be faithful to provide um, for, for all my needs, uh, despite my, my fear of the uncertain. Um, and he also used that to, to soften my heart and... Um, and really appreciate others facing adverse circumstances in their life. So uh, a passage of scripture that has been meaningful to me is Matthew um, 6, uh, 31 through 33. Um, and uh, so this is where I awkwardly transition to the guitar. Uh, so do, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things will be given to you as well. So this morning, we're going to sing about God's faithfulness. And I just encourage you, as I reflect on God's faithfulness in my life and the love that he's demonstrated to me through others, um, for you to do the same. And you can stand and sit however you feel uh, to reflect and, and just thank God for his faithfulness.
aspect about my family is that we're all musical. My dad sings, my, my mom, she plays the piano and the flute, and my sister, she's always kind of been the pioneer uh, for, for music for me. Um, she sings as well, and she studied uh, music education and vocal performance at Western, and now is a choral director down in Chehalis. Um, and uh, yeah, so music has always been a part of my life. It's, it's been something that's really helped me process um, things in my life as well. And uh, I have a funny picture to show you here. My kids are going to laugh at this someday. Um, so so stoic. Look at that. Um, I, I started playing trumpet in middle school and um, also played piano in, in middle school um, uh, based on the encouragement from my mom. And I have to admit, um, at that time I was really into football and I I thought piano was for sissies because I knew a lot of girls taking piano lessons. Uh, so I told my mom I didn't want to play piano. But she... She, she told me to stick in there and, um, and, and that, that I'd thank her later. So sure enough, here, am I, here I am today. So thank you, Mom. You were right after all. Okay, touche. Um, <laughs> during, during high school and at Western, I also um, participated uh, in, in worship. Actually, in middle school, I, I had the awesome opportunity uh, at Westwood from middle school, even at Western. We didn't plan this, to, to lead worship with my, two of my buddies, they actually were my two best men in, in my wedding. Uh, Logan, he actually led here on, on Easter, and uh, you guys tease him for jumping, but that's actually because he's a high jumper, and I think he went to nationals for it, so that's why he's jumping around. Uh, but anyways, it's ultimately music, too, that, that led me to my wonderful wife, Mallory, and uh, I, sh- I wish I could tell you all the details of the story, but I just, I just don't know if we have time. But basically, I was leading worship. I knew Mallory. Um, I was leading worship at the time. And uh, we had similar groups of friends, but I, I never really talked with her. And our first interaction was karaoke at church. And, and it was, uh, baby, it's cold outside. And I don't know if you've ever paid attention to the lyrics of that song. But it was so awkward, our interaction. <laughs> and I, I'm surprised we ever talked again. Uh, but we did. I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, so let's, let's rewind back to uh, my, my childhood uh, and uh, as I mentioned, I, I was a pastor's kid, and, and as a pastor's kid, I had a unique angle <coughs> um, and, and on the church and, and what was unhealthy, and I frequently was um, disappointed 
um, because I would hear or, or see distinctly unchristian behavior from Christians or, or even Christian leaders. And, and um, I came to the conclusion that I didn't want any part of that kind of Christianity, um, the, the kind of Christianity that was more concerned about rules than relationships, more concerned about legalism than transformation. And, and uh, just to see certain people participate in petty church politics. I had enough politics growing up in the state capitol. Um, and, and so that was, that was incredibly um, disappointing to me. It was confusing, and, 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 um, and I bought into the en- enemy's lie that I didn't need God because I didn't want to turn out like those hypocrites at church. Um, and, and I remember, well, just the, the rage that I had, and, and it became my rationale for, for resisting God, and I told my parents I wasn't certain about God, um, and I put barriers between myself and, and certain individuals in the church, and, and, and God, and while well, forgetting about all the awesome examples that God had placed in my life, too. Um, and, and so, yeah, like I said, it was, it was confusing and, and it hurt. Um, you'd hear people say stupid stuff, either about my dad or uh, about other people in the church. Um, and, and another aspect about being a pastor's kid or even being in ministry is it's like living in a glass house. Uh, people know a lot of details about your life. Um, and, and some even feel the freedom to... Um, push their expectations on you. Um, but fortunately, my, my parents did a good job at protecting me uh, from, from trying to appear a certain way, to, to put on a facade. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. But despite all the, the perceptions and the pressures, I still had this great desire, as most of us do, to be admired and respected um, by, by my teachers, by my coaches, by uh, people in the church. Um, and, and at that time, I didn't know it, but my, my focus was purely horizontal. Um, and I wasn't looking to God. My, my heart was hardened. Um, and the enemy really used that. Um, to, to, he found weak spots, and, and he, he, he put those strongholds he, um, in my way. Um, but fortunately, uh, at the beginning of high school, for whatever reason, I had this great desire to, to go on this mission trip. And just a shout-out to the Haiti team. That came back. Uh, it sounds like they had a great time and awesome things happened there. Similarly, similarly to, to that, um, it was a very pivotal time in my faith journey. Um, and, and yeah, my, like I said, my, my friends were going, so I wanted to go. My parents were like, what? I thought you, didn't, I th- I thought you weren't into God. Um, uh, and it was actually uh, a serve mission trip, so it was all the youth groups from uh, Converge. Uh, so I remember Northview, uh, North Shore was there. And uh, one of the requirements is that we memorized, um, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I went with these kids, or at least some of them, uh, down there. I'm trying not to make poop jokes. Those outhouses there. <laughs> um, but one of the requirements is uh, that we memorize Philippians 2, 1 through 18, and that's on uh, the front of our bulletins this morning. And this, this passage has had probably the most influence um, in my faith uh, to this day. It says, uh, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his advantage. Rather, he humbled himself. 
Rather, he humbled himself. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I'm just going to keep reading that line. Uh, Rather, he made himself nothing uh, by taking the very nature of a servant and being found in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And it says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And I'll never forget the generosity and hospitality that the, the Mexican families uh, demonstrated to me, um, the families that we served. I'd shown up to serve and to contribute, and instead I was served and humbled and inspired by the ones that I came to help. Um, they had so little yet. They gave so much. We would go down there to build houses and... Um, they saved up months of their income just to, to feed us for one night. And uh, that caused me to reflect on my, my life and my misguided materialism. Uh, what I observed in them was joy, joy in the presence of family and friends um, and, and, and God, joy that exceeded what I found in my possessions and what I thought I needed for my happiness. I remember just having so much fun playing uh, with these little kids, and they're, they're playing soccer on this dirt field with these two broken-down couches as goals. And that was just a great time. And, and um, like I said, it, it, it took this experience for God to soften my heart um, and, and to really be able to listen. Uh, God taught me to listen, and, and he opened my eyes and my ears, and it reminded me of all the solid, positive role models that he put in my life. And uh, I realized that ultimately what I needed to do was to turn my eyes on Jesus and, and keep them there. Um, and uh, Romans 12, 2 uh, message version says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. And uh, likewise, Hebrew, Hebrews 12 uh, says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with the perseverance ra- and uh, run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So this morning, as we we're going to sing um, these next few songs, let's just ask God to help us to continually uh, fix our eyes on Him.
so, like I said, uh, God opened my eyes to see, see those role models in my life, and God had placed uh, some in my life that I, I had forgotten about. And uh, frank, quite frankly, as a young man, I, I needed mentors that were, that were athletic, had a good sense of humor, who were intelligent, uh, and, and, and God put those uh, in my life, and, and these various men um, were, were business owners of, uh, of various kinds. Various is my new favorite word, I guess. Um, and, and what I admired about these men is that they used their, their business as a platform for meaningful ministry. They used it as a platform to, to serve other people. And um, let's see, where am I? Uh, what was particularly attractive to me about th- these men were their humility and their integrity. There's no double speak, there's no duplicity, and, and um, the presence and fruitfulness of Christ in their life was, was tangible and observable. And so these men, uh, it's actually these men that uh, inspired me to pursue, um, oops, getting ahead of myself, in, uh, inspired me to pursue business. And so I studied manufacturing and supply chain management as, at Western, which is a mix between business and engineering. And um, w- one of the requirements for, for my class is that we went and toured a, a manufacturing plant. And so uh, I just so happened to, to pick the, the manufacturing plant in Muckleteo, cost tailored. And uh, I remember being on that tour, and, and Jeff Cost, the owner, was, was speaking, and um, he, he was describing his philosophy of business, and, and he kept dropping out these scriptures without referencing them as such. And I remember looking at my classmates and thinking, I wonder if anyone else is picking this up. And so I, I was really intrigued, and, and I wanted to get to know this man more and, and, and to see how his faith um, influenced the way he ran his business. And... Um, to make a long story short, I did what was privileged to be uh, uh, two internships there. Uh, it was called their Servant Leadership Internships. And it was during that time that Steve connected me with the Dotons. And um, the Dotons, just incredible people too. Um, uh, just not only their sacrifice, uh, giving me a place to stay and, um, and, and putting food on the table for me to eat uh, dinner, uh, uh, but also just witnessing um, how they love for other people, um, just the people that they would bring into their house and, and love on and, and seeing uh, Janelle, uh, even in um, her efforts at the, the food bank. Um, can't say enough good things about them. Um, so, th- yeah, this was my genesis uh, of my call to Northview, though I, I couldn't have anticipated it at the time. Um, uh, so, so back to manufacturing and supply chain world. Uh, one of the things I was taught in school uh, was about uh, Kaizen, and, and it's pretty foundational to lean manufacturing. And um, I learned about it in my class, but it wasn't until I was at Cost Tailored that I really learned what the Japanese characters represented. And so um, Kai, which means change, is a picture, if you can see it, uh, of a guy with a whip behind his back. Uh, so he's like whipping himself, and that's to represent self-discipline. And, then, and the other one, uh, Zen, it's, it's not necessarily Buddhist, but it means good. Um, and, and it's a picture of a lamb on an altar. And it, it's significant to me because I know, as you do, that real positive change comes from two sources, the transforming work of Christ, Christ on the cross, and, and personal discipline toward uh, meaningful goals, um, uh, towards good works. And, 
I learned some great examples of servant leadership while I was at Cost Taylor. At the same time, I was still heavily involved um, at Christ the King Community Church, leading worship and Ecclesia, the college ministry. And, and I was dating Mallory also, so I was juggling all those things. Um, but I remember we went on a worship team retreat, and we were given this assignment to write a song um, that really focused on how God and all of his glory and all of his grandeur um, humbled himself. And we can't really begin to know how, how far God humbled himself because this side of heaven, we really don't know how great and glorious God is. Um, but I remember the, the guy I was working with, he started out with this line, but the love you gave as a humble man, you took my place on the cross. And between my experiences and, and, um, and everything, my, my memory triggered back to that, that scripture I memorized in high school, Philippians 2, that talked about Christ's humility. Um, and I've led it here before, but I'd I like to, to sing it again with you. Uh, it's, it's called Be Exalted. I, I spent the rest of that night and the next morning writing this song. Um, and I just encourage you to, to sing this with me as we reflect and admire God's humility.
privileged to do uh, what Cost Taylor calls as their residency program, and it was during that year that I lived with uh, Brooks and, and Nathan Chiu at the Chio's residence, and it's it pretty cool because uh, the company uh, took me to Japan also to study the Toyota production system, and uh, so I also got the opportunity to, to stay with the Chio's uh, in Japan, and, and they're, they're a neat family as well. Um, but uh, also, uh, yeah, and also at the time, I, I volunteered here every once in a while for, for Zach. Um, and at that time, I was, Mallory was still up at Western, and I knew that, that she was the, the one I wanted to marry. Um, but I wasn't sure about the situation and timing of everything and how it was all going to work out, but I remember Steve Doton being like, if you know, you need to go for it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, knew, I knew Mallory was the one that I wanted to marry, not only because, you know, I, I'll brag about her. She's intelligent, athletic, and funny, and, and beautiful. But uh, what stood out to me the most about her is how, how well she loved uh, other people. Uh, I would watch her interact with others, and I was just am- amazed uh, at the grace with which she befriended not only the, the popular kids, but um, also the socially awkward, and uh, just those who, who people may not, um, who, who might actually try to avoid, uh, e- even the ones, especially the ones in her community group. And so... Um, yeah, that's my lovely bride there. Um, so I asked her to marry me, and she immediately said, stop it. Uh, and then she said yes. I, gu- I guess she thought I was joking or something. Uh, uh, but I'd been looking for a, a full-time, permanent, like long-term position in, in supply chain management also at, at the same time following our engagement. And I say that tongue-in-cheek because I was there for three months. Um, but uh, I landed a job at, at Providence, uh, St. Peter's Hospital in, in Olympia. And uh, I remember asking during my interviews, is, is this like a good environment to, to be stepping into? And they assured me, yes, it's great. 
On my first day, I found out that one of the buyers uh, was arrested for child prostitution, and that made my stomach turn. Um, And then I think it was the same day my boss told me he's putting in his letter of resignation. (laughs) And then not only my boss, but my boss's boss was taken off too, and he had interviewed me. So I'm like, what's going on here? Fast forward two months later, um, Steve and Zach approached me uh, about the job that I'm in currently here. And um, I remember I've always wanted to to do worship uh, occupationally. I've had the desire, and I've had encouragement from other people. Um, So the calling was there, but for for various reasons, I had my hesitations. Um, So I remember this is the second night, and this, this made a big impact on me. The, the fact, it said a lot about their character. Uh, uh, Steve and Shannon would drive all the way down to Olympia they, um, just to talk with me, and I, I was kind of on the fence, and that just said a lot to me about their dedication, and I knew that about Steve uh, ahead of time, just from what I uh, heard from my dad. By the way, I, I met Steve when I was really little, and my first memory was of him at Lake Retreat, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, that, that, that said a lot to me. And the, so the, the second time they came down to visit me was that night. I remember Mallory telling me, you know, I'm, I'm just going to pray that, that God makes things crystal clear um, so that we can have confidence going forward. And uh, <clears throat> the next morning, it became crystal clear uh, when I was told that my, my position at the hospital was essentially being uh, terminated. <clears throat> so uh, I, I, I quite honestly didn't know that if I should take it as a sign from God or, or if I should just be more confused. Um, but, but after lots of, lots of thought and, and prayerful consideration and counsel, Mallory and I concluded that um, God was clearly leading us to Northview and to this ministry. And it, it, it's, it's kind of funny because we were really bummed about moving to Olympia at first. Well, while we had everything set up, we had a place to live and everything, well, we really felt like we found our home here at Northview. So um, we, I began working here in, in January, and, and obviously we're elated to be here and, and to journey with each and every one of you. And we look forward to, to deepening our relationships with, with you. Um, but uh, and I forgot to mention this too when, when I got back from that, that serve trip God began to, to speak to me about my own conduct as a Christian and I, I didn't want to um, rep- I, I didn't want to misrepresent Christ and I wanted to experience and express the kind of faith um, that those role models in my life did and so uh, this morning I just want to leave you with this scripture John 13 says a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you you are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And I, I'm compelled to love and to give by the love that God has shown me and the love that the others have shown me through him. Um, and, and as we come to the Lord's table this morning, we're going to take communion as is uh, practice for the, the first week of the month uh, here. And as we come to take communion... I'm just reminded that we, we can give without loving, but we can't love without giving. And Jesus, our model, Jesus, our Savior, Jesus, our King, taught us this powerful truth on the cross. And uh, so this morning we remember and, and give thanks. First uh, Corinthians says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it 
in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So as the ushers pass out the communion, feel free to partake of the elements as you feel led, as we remember Christ's sacrifice for us. Now we're, we're going to do things a little bit different after we've taken communion. Um, during the second song, we'll stand together and worship um, through our tithes and offerings and, and through song.
For your sacrifice and your continued faithfulness to us. Lord, I, I pray and, and I thank you for the amazing opportunity that you have given us to demonstrate your love to this earth. And Lord, I, I pray that we would do that. Lord, would you fix our eyes on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, God bless you guys. Have a fun and safe Fourth of July. We'll see you next week.